co-host Corey we are the real guys and this is the real show with two e's now we've got a packed show for you today and we are number one platform on the airwaves and youtube for pop culture film and television discussion as always i'm calling my co-host Corey. how are you doing today Corey? i'm doing good do you want to know why i'm doing good murray why are you doing good because bustin makes me feel good bustin makes you feel good <laughs> as, as so, a segue if you want one great if that isn't a, a hint viewers to what we're doing today um actually at the time of recording uh the date is the uh 8th, 18th. 18th, sorry, 18th of November 2021, and it is the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife here in the UK, which is the sort of spiritual sequel, sort of uh, soft reboot sequel Ghostbusters 3 to uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. So today, in honour of that, in honour of the release, we got, we've got it dead on, Corey. Aren't we have. Us? We have. This is definitely intentional. It is definitely intentional, not something we just thought of last week and I think even said on the air. Yeah, we did. 
something that we said during last week's episode. We are reviewing Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, 1984. A film that's that's very close to Corey's heart, I understand. Well, you know, I, I just happen to have been listening to the whole, you know, listening to the theme song for multiple times today. Yeah, yeah, to get yourself in the mood. So what's your first experience? Let's ask, let, we always do this. We always seem to start with what is our yes. first experience of this film to get us warmed up. I'm going to get some flack for this from all the film students, right? Technically, this was my first time seeing Ghostbusters. I was drinking, Corey. I would have done I a spit that. take. I heard that. I would have done, you've, for your first time seeing Ghostbusters all the Techni- way through. Te- yes, I would say technically because I've essentially What's the seen, technical? What's I've the technical about the it? Film, mm-hmm. But I've not sat through the whole film. Like all in once, but I have essentially seen the whole film in different parts, different sections, and before. Okay. But I've never sat down and watched it start to finish. Um, well, I well I have, but it was many many years ago. Yeah, I believe I was very small yeah. and very young, and they, it may have been on television or something. You know, you put it on like ITV yeah. and like around I mean, Christmas that's, time. That's what I mean. It's like the the amount of times I've seen it on ITV and I've caught it like halfway through, or I've caught it near the end, or I've caught it at the start. And yeah, yeah, it's like I've seen so many different sections, but not once until now have I sat through the whole thing. Okay, well, that was my first experience. Just watch. I think I did see it all the way through when I was just young. Yeah, on the Christmas time, you know, you catch Ghostbusters and I'll watch it. <laughs> Christmas time, you know, it's yeah, around Christmas time, they always show like you know, Harry Potter and, and yeah, but I mean, Harry Potter has like Christmassy themes. I don't think Ghostbusters, does Ghostbusters have Christmas? I don't know, I don't know. I don't think it does, Ghostbusters is like Halloween, I guess, for ghosts. But <laughs> yeah, let's go, for, let, let's sort of dive in, shall we? Um, yes. I did, I, I did a bit of research before. Ooh. Initial title wasn't actually Ghostbusters. Because because there was um, an old television series that was called The Ghostbusters. So they were going to either call it Ghost Stoppers, Ghost Breakers, or Ghost Smashers, which I think Ghost Smashers sounds pretty cool. It doesn't quite have the same, no, no. same ring to it, does it? And you see, the concept for this film came from sort of Dan Aykroyd's past because his family was sort of involved in, um, mm. involved in sort of belief and fascination with the paranormal. His father had... Uh, a book i wrote a book called the history of ghosts and his mother was always a a, a skeptic and uh, his great-grandfather was like a not like a priest but like a spiritualist mm. or involved in sort of the occult and stuff like that so and in 1981 he read an article on quantum physics and parapsychology uh, called the journal of the american society for physical research uh, which gave him the idea to you know how to trap spirits how to uh, trap ghosts, and then there was the uh, sort of an adaptation of the of the sort of com- comedic ghost films of the mid twentieth century, mid twentieth century. Sorry, like you know, um, Bob Hope was in sort of. Well, they get like mm. a, they'll get like a comic actor. They'll get like a comic actor like um, Jim St- James Stewart and stuff, and they'll like have him run away from like a from like a floaty apparition ghost and like a matte painting, you know. Yeah. So. Dan Aykroyd wrote the film for initially John Belushi and Eddie Murphy and himself. But okay. I think Eddie, Eddie Murphy was filming um, Beverly Hills Cop at the t- time, so couldn't do it. And then John Belushi, unfortunately, passed away during uh, early stages of the script writing. Mm. So then they got in um, Bill Murray to, to, to take Murphy's part. Which, you know, he's a funny, you know, negative, another, again, another comedian. Eh? Yeah. Then um, Howard Ramis just wanted to take Egon because he felt like no one else could do it above him. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice to get yourself in the film. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
And I have to say that Egon is my favorite. Egon is my favorite Ghostbuster. Oh, see, I knew this question was going to come up. I really have a favorite Ghostbuster. I knew I knew you was going to ask it. Um, Egon's good. Yeah. And I, I like Egon. Uh, I do like Winston though. Do you? Yeah, which I feel like's the <laughs> probably the least oh. popular choice, but I quite I like. All right. Well, here's my reasoning. I like Egon because okay. he, he's he's so straight. Yeah. That, that it's funny in the way that sometimes you get a straight a straight man, and the joke is that oh, the straight man is stranger than the strange man, right? Yes. Monty Python does that a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, the Egon is so straight that it never ever drops ever, and I'm like, that is that's really funny. Like one of my favorite things is, um, as I say that they say that ninety percent of this film was ad lib, yes, or something like that. Like a lot yeah. of it was just Bill Murray just riffing, and they managed to because not a lot of films work like that. Like the rebooted Ghostbusters with the all female cast, we'll bring that up as well. Yeah, the two thousand sixteen um, one. A lot of that was ad libbed, but it doesn't yeah. work by the fact that it was it was a failure of the production to not make something out of the what what had been ad libbed. Yes. So, but in this way, it works because they're still adhering to sort of the events of the film, and that seems to drive it along a bit. Yeah, there's a favorite I mean, part where they're, they're at the library. Sorry, I'll let you finish. I'm just going to let my me finish. That's fine. They um, they're at the library and they're walking in New York. By the way, I've been to that New York. I've been to that room. Nice. I went when we went to New York, my 18th birthday. We went to the New York Library. And see anything? We went any ghosts? To that bit. And no, I didn't see any ghosts. No. Oh, and I pointed out. I I think I remembered. I think I remember this is in the big Ghostbusters <laughs> uh, where they're walking down the hallway and um, Bill Murray was like, oh, yeah, you, you remind me of that time where, where I tried to, where, I had, where you were trying to drill a hole into your head. Or yes. And Howard Ramis goes, that would have worked if you didn't stop me. I was like, yeah, it would have worked. <laughs> because you're trying to drill a hole into your head. What would he, I mean, what would he even do that for? But, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to mention also the, um, there's the scene where Lewis is having the party. Mm. And it's go around every single guest and trying to talk to them, and it's all one shot, and all of that is is on the spot. None of that's yeah. Written. That's all. That's, that's all. <laughs> um, that's all Rick Moranis. Yeah. So. And but I I, I adore Rick Moranis. Yeah, I think he's great. He's really good. Um, I'm a big Spaceballs fan. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I think I've Spaceballs recommended fan. that before. Have you or I have? I might one have done. Have. One of us have. One of us must have recommended Spaceballs. Because maybe I would have recommended Spaceballs. If it was my rec this week, maybe I would have recommended Spaceballs. But it isn't, unfortunately. It's yours. It's mine. But, yeah, Rick Moranis was great. Um, Hal Ramis was fantastic. Uh, Rest in in peace, buddy. I I miss Mm. him. But, yeah, uh, we have um, Bill Murray as well, who's on top form, really. It's like, this was like his time, you know? Exactly. This was like his time. He was peak. He He was building up and everything. And... He was doing his best. And we've got Sigourney Weaver as well, very early Sigourney Weaver. So she did, uh, she did well as well. The, the, the cast really bring it out, I'd say. It's a really good cast. It's a very, very good cast. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say before I cut you off with my... Uh, I was, was going to mention the, the Lewis thing where it's all ad-libbed and it's all one shot. Oh, library story, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the trivia of this, I mm. think, is is what makes it. I feel like it's the the sort of things where we know, oh, yeah, well, trivia is coming up. I say that trivia is coming up. But apart from the trivia section, we um, have got to talk about the uh, the bit of the plot. We'll dive into a bit of the plot, shall we? So you'll notice that 
our three our initially our three Ghostbusters yeah. are all sort of down there look guys who work in this university and they're trying to they're trying to capture ghosts. They're trying to prove that there's the existence of ghosts, right? Yes. And Dan Aykroyd is this um, sort of very out the box thinker. He's the out the box guy. He's the wacky guy. He is the guy that believes in all this stuff. Uh, Bill Murray is just this absolute coaster of a man. <laughs> he's just you can just tell he's just sat behind a desk collecting a paycheck at work. Yeah. You know, not trying I mean, to hit on all the all the girls that they're, that are testing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's also like the the thing I like about Bill Murray's character at the start is mm. I feel like like for me, and I think this is maybe a topic we we're going to go into anyway. But like, I've I'm under the assumption with most stuff that I will believe something if I see it myself, right? Right. Like, like I have friends who believe in ghosts. Yeah. I have friends who have said they've experienced paranormal stuff. I've yeah. always gone. I've not seen anything. Mm. I don't believe it. And it, it and it's the same thing. With Bill Murray, he don't believe it until he gets in the library, and all of a sudden, it's now real. Yes. Now what? <laughs> yeah. And um, Harold Ramis is this very, uh, very devoted scientific man. Who you know, he's a man of science. He's the man of. He's the yes. man with technology. He's the man with the equipment. He's the. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the smart one of the group. He is. Um, and I've, but he's also you know he's he's. Uh, Egon's character comes through in sort of the the observational style mm. of comedy, unless so where he's like he's so straight in the situation that that it becomes funny when he's discussing it. And this is a, for want of a better word, this film is is you know downright disgusting at times. <laughs> yeah, like it's covered in slime and goop and and people's slime and people and people's you know fluids and liquids they're going everywhere, right? It's an absolute slop fest. And I feel like it's the best that the 80s have to offer in that regard, right? Yeah. You wouldn't get a film like that now. No. Where a man's covered head to toe in ghosty goop. Right? Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe Ghostbusters Afterlife does it. Maybe in Ghostbusters Afterlife, Paul Rudd is, is covered head to toe in ghosty goop. <laughs> maybe. In ghosty gloop, in ghosty, you know, the, 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 the fluids of a ghost. Yes. He's covered in them, right? So, but speaking about Winston's role, right? Mm. Do you know that Winston's role was actually greatly reduced? Because I did not. Because initially, most of the lines, Winston's lines, were given to Peter Venkman, was given to Bill Murray's character. Okay. And there was a bit of tension between Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray as of who gets the, you know, who gets the funny lines. Because yeah. um, Winston's a bit of a fun character himself, you know. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he comes in, he, he, he takes the job in, but he comes in well into, like, the last... The last third, last half of the film, right? He comes in with yeah. like you know, fifty minutes into the film, you get this new character. So, but yeah, I mean, his it's... role was greatly reduced, probably because of the fact that Eddie Murphy was no longer associated with the film. Yes. But um, and they got in Eddie Hudson. But yeah, I feel like it was. I I I think he was a great addition to the to the to the team. I like, I like Winston. I liked him as a character. I liked him. Oh, he also added. I guess in a way he's the only one that's, or at least he's the only one that mentions the fact that he's religious. And so yeah. Kind of adds a whole thing like he thinks it's the end of the world and that's why everything's coming back and whatnot. The discussion, yeah, the discussion, and I really like that scene actually. It's I a good a scene. Kid, I think as a kid I may have been mentally removed from it because it's just two people talking in a car. But yeah. Now, but and you know they're not firing lasers at ghosts and there's no you know practical ghost effects or whatever. There's nothing for me to gawk at as a child. Yeah, exactly. But listening to it now, 
it's actually quite profound yeah <laughs> listening to winston listening to winston and um ray talk uh talk about you know god and religion and the return of all the ghosts and dead people and stuff it's actually quite profound listening to it now and i was like wow i did i paid no attention to this scene when i was yeah. a kid i was thinking about when slimer's going to show up again <laughs> you know i wasn't i wasn't thinking about any of this stuff so i think i've completely mentally removed it from my brain because i've no recollection of that scene it's it's a very but, very good scene but watching it now i'm like wow yeah i like oh, this is really cool yeah this i like these have to sort of slow down of this very sort of philosophical discussion and I, I that's a, i think that's a stat that's a real bit of a dark horse for me in terms it of is. the best scene of the film so, it is and you also but, you have you have the opposite side which is this film has a very good product placement does it twinkies Oh, I've never that's really not, I, right. I've never. That's had not a, a comedic joke. That that's like a Wayne's World situation where he's holding a Domino's box. Yeah. <laughs> or like a Pepsi can. It's the same mm. thing. It's just talking about a Twinkie. It seems natural. Mm. It's like, oh, you yeah, would talk about a Twinkie. Yeah. Well, if you've got one in front of you, okay, here's a, here's a thing. It's gonna be bigger than this. <laughs> yeah. It's a you big know. Twinkie. Zach, I love I love that line so much. The amount of times I kept repeating that. What saying it's a that's a big Twinkie. <laughs> that's a big Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I don't know why. I don't know about one line cracked me up. I have no idea. Well, is that that is it's going to be a big Twinkie? But I've never had a Twinkie. I I have. Are one. they? But like, what are they like? They are. If you imagine like a sponge cake kind of texture, right. with yeah. like this um, I would say cream. Like, is it whipped cream? Is no, it... it's it's really hard to explain. It's not it's... whipped cream. I would have thought it's whipped cream no. inside there. Like, you know, the kind of... No, like... no, no. It's... Um... Whipped cream? I don't even know it's what it cream. is. It's... No. It, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's not like liquid, is it? No, no, no. It's It's not... It's a thicker. It's like a thicker, not quite liquidy, but it's not as it's like... like... Clotted, clotted cream. Yeah, it's not as like squishy as, as foam cream. It, to be fair, oh. they're not that great. They weren't bad, but not great <laughs> either. This is now turned into a discussion of how to accurately describe the consistency a Twinkie, of a yeah. Twinkie. Um, well, tell you something we can accurately describe the consistency of. Uh, that's Slimer. Mm. Let's talk about the let's talk about the ghost effects. Yes. Right? Let's talk about the ghosts in Ghostbusters or Ghost mm. Smashes or whatever we can call it. <laughs> let's talk about the con- smashing makes me feel good. Smashing. <laughs> that's going in the compilation. Right. We have. Um, we have the ghosts themselves, mm. and some right. Sometimes the effects are great, and sometimes yeah. the effects are very 1984. Yeah, because Slimer looks looks good. He's a practical Slimer's effect. Yes. Right? He still looks good to this day. He's a practical effect. He's a puppet. He's really there. Yes, I know he's been CGI to make him look like he's see through, whatever. Yeah, but the, there's behind the scenes footage of of the puppet, and it look it looks great. You know. He looks good. His arms are moving. His jaws going up and down. He looks fantastic. What a take! Yeah, slime is really right? good. Also, the the sort of the zombie the zombie ghost taxi driver in the New York yeah. and that bit he looks that looks great as well. That's an effect. It looks really good. That's the, that's a weird one for me because Puppet effect. Yeah. Because everything else is a ghost and see through, and he's just there and isn't well, see through. Well, I don't think you're supposed to question it. To be honest, <laughs> he's just a ghost. Yeah, you but know? he's not even see through. I'm like, why does he look different? <laughs> well. He's not, I guess he's not even see-through, but I think you're not supposed to really question the logic. Yeah. 
Also, what happened to that guy? Are ghosts? Are they zombies? Where did he take him? To what guy? The guy he got in a taxi. Where did he take him? I know he just drove him around the city, I guess. What happened to him? I have no idea. Um, it's like the, the the library ghost as well. Looks great. The long arm. Yeah, the library ghost really good. The long arm monster with the big mouth. That looks wonderful as well. Um, the practical effects on those on... Um, should we call them by the names? Kind of. The, the Zor and um, yes. Vince Clortho looks look absolutely great. Those sort of demon um, dogs. The uh, and they're sort of them. This is right. The amount of the, uh, of the this film is shrouded in like sort of um, demigod mythos. Yes, and and it's less even about ghosts. I'd say it's more about like. The, the sort of paranormal occult mythos of this of Goza and and Zor and everything like that and I feel like that's that's also a world in itself like I I always want a prequel film of all this kind of stuff <laughs> but it's that interesting and it's glossed over and I'm like what yeah but that's that's great but that's also bad I'm like why is it I want to know more why is it glossed over but also it's brilliant it's not being glossed over yes. Because the fact, um, or, or the fact that it is, or the fact that no one seems to, people, it's, it's just mentioned offhandly, like, oh, who are we fighting? Oh, it's this shape-shifting god of destruction from 10,000 years ago who's been worshipped, and this building's built, been built with, like, a massive spire to summon the god. Oh, who could have done that? Oh, I don't know. But the fact that it's mentioned so offhandly, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Because that makes me that makes me want to want want to know more. Yeah. But, but despite the fact I'm never probably going to know more, unless there's, like, a comic or a book about it, there might be. But, um... Apparently, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the uh, zombie taxi driver just becomes a taxi driver. Oh, right, okay. I've Googled it. Apparently, he literally appears in other stuff and is just a taxi driver now. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but we have... Um, back to back to Goza and Zool, yeah. if we can. Um, those effects on those... Uh, whatever they're called. They're, they're, sort of de- they're sort of demigods themselves. Those, like, demon hell hounds, dog Yeah, things. the dog things. They look they up close. They look great, right? Yes. Up close. Oh, the, the horns are moving. He's got red eyes. He's going ah, you know. They look wonderful. They look uh, absolutely fantastic. But when they're sort of moving, mm. they they they're not there. Yeah. They're they're stop motion, stop motion claymation type movements, and you know they crash. He crash into Rick Moranis's party, and they're moving around like they're. Like they, you know, on on um, on tenterhooks. It's yeah. I mean, some of his film does use stop motion for like the ghost effects if the ghosts are yeah uh, moving stuff, and sometimes it's fine. It, it's what it is. If it's a close up shot, you can sort of mask it in effects and stuff yeah. like that. If it's like a close up shot and it's the only thing moving is for stop motion, it's fine. But when you mm. kind of mix for stop motion with the real world and stuff, that's when it gets a bit weird. Yeah. Do you know that uh, Gozo was initially going to be played by Pee Wee Herman? Really? Yeah. Kind of glad they did not do that. Yes, exactly. Well, no, I feel like Gozo looks better how how yeah how he does. It's like very um, it's got like a very wide uh, well, it's neither male nor female kind of yeah, exactly. form, and you don't really know what the what it is about it. So I thought that that makes it almost quite uh, that gives it that sort of ethereal sort of look. This shape shifting god that can kind of become anything. Mm. Has this sort of um, sort of look where it's neither male nor female. You don't, you don't, you can't really tell. So 
I like uh, I like that a lot as well, especially for the the, the character and the sort of it's like this god who's beyond yeah. everyone and like eternal, been around forever. So, I mean, it's, then hmm? it's I kind of wish I think it's what you were saying. I wish they did a bit more on it. I you know what I'm willing to accept they don't. I'm willing to accept yeah. they don't. But yeah, sure. I in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I'd love to know more, definitely. But I'm not. Um, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not bad. I'm not sad. Sorry. Yeah. Or, ma- or mad that, that they didn't. Uh, they didn't choose to do so. But yeah, we have um, Zool and mm. uh, Vince Clortho, who are the um, gatekeeper and the keymaster, and they must join yes. together to open the door to release uh, to release Goza from the yes. sort of. Uh, the uh, from his prison in the alternate dimension, and he comes through to Earth, and then they they manage to uh, they get him with a, they get it with the lasers. They get it. Sorry, they get it with the lasers, and then he goes, "Ah, oh, you must choose the form of the Destructor." Yes. Like, oh, okay. Well, we can't think about anything. Right. Yeah. And then we get probably one of the best bits in the film. Uh, yeah. With but, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. I'd say it everyone is the best knows bit in the film. <laughs> the massive um, Stay Puft uh, Marshmallow Man, who's huge Godzilla-sized man in a suit. Yeah. He's like the combination of like the sort of. I think when I was a ch- I think when I was a child, I thought it was an American thing. Like it wasn't yeah. invented for the film. Like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was something that existed in America. To be fair, I think but, when I was younger, I assumed it was similar to the Michelin Man. I think that's what it was based on. I think it was yeah. based off the Michelin Man and sort of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. And, you know, that sort of um, mascot. So, yeah, the, the staple of Marshmallow has become a staple as well, as yeah. has Slimer and Zool. And... But we get, uh, they have to cross the streams to defeat they do. the staple of Marshmallow Man and they explode. It explodes into thousands of tons of shaving cream. and. does splatters everybody did you and um, the city is saved did you notice at the end when the uh, mr Stapuft has been uh killed yes there's priests that are praying over like little bits of marshmallow on the floor the, really yeah i noticed they they deal with religion quite a bit in this film yeah because again the priests there's... are gathered around the building when there's the dark skies and when goza yeah. turns up well it's the part when the mayor as well yeah he comes in and he's like, "Oh, I, I can't, I can't give you advice on like what the religious aspects of it are." And then Winston talks to him because they've got that kind of religious connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but no, it's I prefer Stay Puff to actually. Do I prefer Stay Puff to um, Slimer? I know I like Slimer personally because I feel like Slimer is more of this sort of archetypal ghost. Yeah. And the and the puppet looks. I really like the puppet design. The puppet the, is good. The the practical effect. I love practical effects. If any practical effect, and you've got me, right? You you you've got me. That's why um, I get so angry about Jurassic World every time we talk about it. Yeah. But um, the practical effects should really make a film where you where, where they require them, right? My one of my favorite films ever. I'm not going to start. I'm just going to mention it. One of my favorite films ever. Dark Crystal. So everything is <laughs> yep. practical effect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Pretty one of my favourite films. It's, it's The Thing, same thing. Everything's practical effects. Yeah, The Thing, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, great effects in that. Yeah. So so we have a big love of practical effects here. We do. Show, and Ghostbusters is a great, is a great um, example of that. So, yes, and of course, it was followed by um, 
an animated series in 1986, the real mm. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Was not to be confused, not to be confused with the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. the 1960s or the real show, the real Ghostbusters. Um, and then it's uh, animated sequel, the Extreme Ghostbusters in uh, 1997. I think 90s was the word for it was the extreme time. It was extreme, extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, then in 1989, uh, Ghostbusters followed by Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Which we may end up reviewing at some point. Yeah. Then um, they were going to do a Ghostbusters 3, but that paused in 2014 with the passing of Howard Ramis. Mm. And then they had a 2016 with Ghostbusters, which which, I'll, which the Wikipedia, this is not me, which the Wikipedia <laughs> article refers to as mixed reviews and financial failure. So I mean, someone yeah. wrote this with, uh, with yeah. a bit of a chip on their shoulder, I think. Um, and then obviously Ghostbusters, a sort of spiritual Ghostbusters 3, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is releasing today as we speak. Yes. Do you know what? You're, you're not going to get this, right? But for Am some viewers, for, for, well, you, know, you might I'd be surprised if you do. For some viewers at home who are like, around in the 80s and 90s unlike i was but i got passed down this uh, this toy slimer reminds me of a boglin do you know what a boglin is no but carry on a boglin is an old toy from i think they've remade them now because mm-hmm. uh, yeah because 90s and 80s are back boglins are like this weird like they're a hand puppet essentially and there is weird creatures that look a bit demonic or like orcs or bats like weird kind of and you just put your hand in it and it moves the mouth and it made it like rubber right okay but really weird is that because is that because slimer is well. slimer is only a pair of hands and a mouth yeah it, it, that's what slimer reminds me of reminds me of a boglin oh okay also a very fun word to say boglin yeah boglin yes i suppose um slimer's also appeared in um Slime is another one of the staple. He turns up in pretty much all the Ghostbusters, I think, as yeah. the same. And he was actually designed around John Belushi as well. I mean, uh, so, Stay Puffed. Uh, well, I see the Stay Puffs are yes. back in Afterlife doing the trailer. Those are little ones. Yeah, yeah. Little Stay Puffs. As long as we're not like minions, but there's little small things that make weird noises and fine. Yeah, I think they're so. They're going to be minions, though, aren't they? We, we, that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's the minion craze. We could talk about that all day. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> just, just like um, Slimer doesn't have any legs. No, it doesn't. No, he flies around. You know. Uh... Oh. <laughs> no, sorry. I was talking. I was talking about the different kind of Slimers. Oh, you okay. get like there's like a yellow Slimer, and there's like a yeah. blue Slimer as well. You know. There is a blue one. Yeah. You know, well, where do you think I was going with the Slimer legs line? I, no, I don't know, because you went, oh, Slimer's got no legs, and you started laughing, so I thought you, like, pre-planned a joke, and this was you segueing it in. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I it's know. going. I feel like he couldn't, do, um, he couldn't do cabaret, could he? He's no. no legs. Couldn't do the can-can either. No. You know, I'd pay no arm and leg to see Slimer on cabaret. What the heck is that? You no, know, a... I think I, th- I'd, I think I'd, put, I'd probably pay more than yeah. that, actually. If there was like more limbs, more limbs I okay. can give away. That's with, like, if, like without it impacting my life too heavily, I'd, I'd gladly do it. 
just to see some style that's, cabaret. Uh, that's very weird. Because I always thought that the best cabaret was done by people who, you know, weren't actually physically able to do the cabaret. Like such yes. a Slimer, who of course doesn't have legs. So that would be great. Anyway, I've on. just found a, uh, uh, it's from the real Ghostbusters, Slimer Come Home, and there's a guy or a ghost that's got a stomach, and the stomach's got a mouth. Oh. I've just typed in Slimer to see different Slimers, and that's appeared. Right, okay. So well, the animated, the, I thought the yeah, animated yeah, yeah. Slimer looked a lot better. Well, yeah, it's fair though. It, it is, I would assume it would be easier to make Slimer in animation than yes. effects. Um, there we go. There's, it's there's just a, a little yeah. guy. There's a little green ghost. There's a blue. There's a female one. There's a female Slimer because, of course, Slimer needs a love interest. Yeah. Does the yellow Slimer exist? Am I making that up? I swear, there's a yellow. There's like an <laughs> it's, orange it's, one. It's like, like the mandala slimer. effect. You're just making it up in your head. Maybe it is. Oh, <laughs> Slimer. Is there an orange one? Is it like FNAF? Oh, have I got it round my. Have I got it round my neck? Slimer. Golden Slimer. I don't know. What? I don't think it exists. You don't think it exists? You think I made the one up? Yellow Slimer, question mark. Uh, I bought this no. as a... What? I don't think it exists. Hold on. There's one here. I think there is a... I think there is a yellow... I think he might be called something else, though. Ah. Okay. I think he may have another name, but History. he's effectively Slimer, but he's yellow. Right, okay. I think he's like Slimer's cousin or something, you know. Of course he is. So, Slimer's cousin. Slimer's cousin or Slimer's brother or something, you know. Yeah. He's just a yellow version of Slimer. I think the blue. I think the the blue Slimer's got a name and all. So. Yeah, there's definitely a blue one. Yeah, there is a blue one. So here we go. His name's Muncher. That's fun. Oh. What? Which one? The blue one. The blue one. Yeah. The blue one. He's a blue Slimer. Oh. So. I think he was in the reboot. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I think I've So, yeah, he's in the new one. Yeah. Ah, okay. And he's like a blue slimer. So. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, back to the. We just spent about five minutes talking about slimer. Yeah. We so did. let's actually, let's go back to um, the Ghostbusters themselves, the busting. Why don't we go back to one of the human characters? Okay. And that being, um, would you say he's a villain, an antagonistic force? Ah, okay. You're one about Mr. Walter Peck. <laughs> yeah, of Mr. I, I want to, I want to, you know, you're, you've too much gas. Sure, causing harm sort of to the environment. Yeah. yeah. Is he right? I mean, okay, well, technically, if, if, it, right? if this was real life, right, and there's people saying they could stop ghosts, and there's this massive fire station with these right. weird machines that were capturing ghosts. Okay. Would people be sceptical? Yes. Would people want to, you know, make sure it's not, especially now, with like the, um, what was it, the conference happened a couple of weeks right. ago. But also, would you force them to turn them? I mean, to be fair, if, if, you, if you were him and someone went, we've got ghosts in his boxes, okay. we can't turn them off. Would you believe Jeez. them? Or would you I'm... force them to turn them off? Well, well, they indicated that the machine was... was... It's not in. It's not infinite. It cannot hold an infinite amount of ghosts. Yeah. So it may overload at some point. Yeah. But he's treated as an antagonist because he's like he's bursting into the Ghostbusters thing and he's like turn all this off, you know. Yeah. And he's from the EPA and he's trying to. He's 
he's t- he's trying to follow the rules. It's like this is unsanctioned or unsanctioned equipment or whatever he said. I mean, to be fair, yeah, but it's also true. We're using equipment that we're not really authorized to use. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, if I if I turn around one day and saw people on the street that could fire like a massive beam out of a out of yeah, them, I'd be like, hmm, that didn't seem safe. So. You know, he's going in with, he's a bureaucrat and he's coming in with all of his pesky government regulations. It's you know. one of those, it's one of those antagonists that you get occasionally where the villain makes sense. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, I think, I feel like that was, that was done from, by design. Yeah. I feel like that because was on like, purpose. He's only a villain to us because we know that, we know there's yeah. ghosts in there and we know what happens. But to the everyone ghost, else, yeah. he's not a villain because everyone yes. else doesn't know they exist until the end of the film. Where's a massive well, listen to this. Plan. Listen to this Looper article, Corey. Perhaps the Looper, this Looper article may change your mind. Okay. Um, right. Think about this for a second. Right. Yep. You've heard you're you're you know EPA official. You've got mm-hmm. your, you know you've done your time. You've got a family at home. <laughs> done know, my maybe time. You have, maybe you, yeah, you're doing your time in the job. You know, you're <laughs> you're a veteran of the job, right? You're okay. a veteran of the job. Yeah. Um, you wear your badge. You've got your suit, right? You've yep. got your kids at home, you know. Mm-hmm. You like to come over on a Friday night and put your feet up and have, you know, ribeye steak and mashed potatoes, right? Sure. Wonderful. I'm painting, I'm painting a good picture <laughs> for you, Corey. Okay. And then one day you hear down the down the pipeline that there's these three discredited college professors running yeah. around New York with unlicensed nuclear accelerators on their backs, you know, keeping whatever extremely toxic byproduct of the, you know, in some sort of homemade containment unit. They yeah. slap together out of out of whatever chicken wire duct tape and good vibes, you know, yeah. you probably want someone to look into that, right? And then you found out, and you found out they were doing this all because they wanted just purely to turn a profit mm. from, you know, shooting shooting these atom splitting laser beams at ghosts. You pr- you probably want someone to go out and check that out, right? Yeah. So, and in the centre of Manhattan as well. So. I feel like Walter Peck was justified. In yeah. Doing what it, you know, maybe he could have gone about it a bit more civil, you know, maybe he didn't have to yeah. rush in there, but, but, um, but, but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he is overall correct. Yeah. I mean, again, and, it, it's, it's just because we know that they're in the thing and we know that if they escape, it's going to be bad. That's why he's and, a villain to us. It's we like, also know that, Peter Venkman is probably not a very nice man. No, it's I keep half, it's like yeah. It's half like, the time he's trying to swindle people out of money. Yes. The other half the time he's just hitting on women in the street. You know. Yeah. He's just. Um, but it's also like it's like uh, I've not seen Black Panther in a while, but everyone's like Killmonger makes sense. Everyone's right. like, you know what? Killmonger isn't that bad of a villain because what he's saying makes sense but then it's like it's like marvel realized he made sense so they then had to make all of his methods really excessive to then make him bad right because, okay. what, because like what he wants to do makes sense so they had to go mm. right now we need to make him more evil because people will start thinking he's actually correct yes, yes. um but to be fair i like writing villains i like it when there's a villain who makes sense because it gives you something mm. to think about and go, actually you know what Maybe they, mm. maybe they're onto something here. Maybe yes. maybe they've been rooting for the whole team the wrong time. And <laughs> the whole time. Another thing about Walter Peck is um, when Ivan Reitman ran into uh, William Atherton, who plays um, Walter Peck, a few weeks after you might know about this. Mm. Um, William Atherton became enraged 
as he told Ivan Reitman that people would, would after viewing this film, would try to fight him in bars, would try <laughs> to would heckle okay. him in the street as he's walking down the street. Yeah. Um, and the tip of it all was one day, um, shortly after the film's release, he was walking down a stretch on Seventh Avenue in New York City, mm. um, crowded by um, school buses and tourist buses, where he was um, heckled by a by a massive bus, where everyone was shouting at him. Um, you know, you know, referring to that very famous line that uh, Venkman says, uh, where he refers to him as having no. Yes. 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 Less of less of one. Mm. So that's he. He can't escape that. So now, and also, this is actually a Columbia Pictures' highest-grossing film of all time when adjusted for inflation. Yes. Did you know that? That is correct. Uh, also, it, we're in the trivia section now, Corey. Yes, we are. We've hit the trivia mile. We, we've busted the trivia mile wide open. I did so, look at trivia, and I couldn't remember all of it. Isn't this also... I could, this could be a different film, because I looked up two films. Isn't this also like the second highest mm. grossing comedy, except for Home Alone? I, believe, I do believe so. I um, think it's the second old... highest. I think it's the highest until Home Alone came around. Egon never smiles. Okay. You watch the That's... entire film, he never smiles. So, Fair enough. I love the fact that someone out there has noticed that. Has noticed. I've watched the entire film and every single scene looking at his face. Well, no, he's never he smiled. Like, we would have got like halfway and gone, wait a minute. Do you smile in this film? I had to rewatch it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that this is set in the same film universe as Die Hard? Is there like a billboard or something? <laughs> no, 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 it isn't actually. Apart from the fact that William Atherton has a, has a role in both. Mm. In Die Hard, he's the head of the news station. And in. Um, Ghostbusters, he's obviously Walter Peck, but um, you know Reginald Fell Johnson, Reginald Fell Johnson, the guy that plays Sergeant Powell in Die Hard. Mm. Uh, he's in Ghostbusters. He's the he's the guy that lets them out the uh, that lets them out the lets them out the jail cell. Interesting. And it's been con- it's been confirmed that they're the same character. But as for as for a real rating, mm. do you have do you have anything? I do. I do indeed. Okay. Okay. What have you got? I've got an eight point five. Oh, eight point five, nice. I was gonna go for a nine. I was thinking nine. But I think eight point five um, if we can level on eight point five, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean to be fair, IMDB I think gives it a seven point six. Oh really? Yeah. I believe okay. it is. Okay. Um yeah, I think you know what? I think eight point five I th- mm-hmm. I feel like it's a decent film, it's a good film. I am giving it the exact same rating I gave Johnny English. Uh, oh yes, yes. For different reasons, for different mm. reasons. Um, but no, I think it's it's a good film. It's a very very good film. It's a very fun film. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get get your family round. Get all warm blankets. Yeah. Get some food. Get Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, of course. It's well, I think it, I think it's a fun film to to sit down and watch. You exactly. Know? It's 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 a safe option, you know. You you you, you kind of can't not be in a mood for Ghostbusters. It's one of them films. Of course, of course, yeah. Or it's like, oh, I don't know what to watch. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. <clears throat> no one's gonna say no to Ghostbusters unless they're an idiot. No, no, no. So I think it's it's one of those classics. And with a, and with a great eight point five rating, it's it sings its praises. A piece so, of paper just fell off my table. I'm going to ignore oh, that. Oh, fair enough. Well. In, well, <laughs> perhaps that piece of paper has your weekly wreck on it. Uh, well, actually, I 
I right. So I was going I was going through some films. I was trying to think, okay, let's get a film that connects with Ghostbusters, right? Mm. I thought, well I could go Ghostbusters two, but I thought, nah. No, you know what? I won't do that. I thought I could go. Yeah. I could. I could say right. Sus- suspended writing Ghostbusters Afterlife. We'll review it at mm-hmm. some point. But I thought, nah, I won't do that either. I was thinking I could. Re- I could recommend the song because we recommended music before. You recommended um, uh, Radiohead with James Bond song. I'd never got. Yes, used. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, okay, right. Well, what what have, what have the actors been in? What have the actors been in? And then I looked up all the actors. Yeah. And I got Bill Murray. I was going for oh Groundhog Day, great film, great film, and I kept scrolling down, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it came to me, and I thought right, because the film came out recently, yeah, and I'm I'm going to be the um the dad right, I'm going to be the dad in this situation, the like forty year old dad, and who say am I, that, who am I in the situation? Uh, you're you're a younger kid who is not aware of life before two thousands. Okay, okay, <laughs> uh, hey, and I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that my my generation did it better because I'm going to recommend the first Space Jam movie, not oh, the remake. You got a slam and welcome to the jam. Exactly. Space Everybody jam. get up. It's time to slam now. <laughs> and welcome to the jam. Exactly. I don't I don't want some weird rap remix of of that song. I want the OG. Right. So the first Space Jam is your Michael Jordan Space Jam. Well, we actually, we may end up reviewing it at some point. I own it on VHS. Okay, so before you say 10, before you rate it. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a 10. It's not getting a 10. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, what are you um, going to give it then? It's a, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's a, right. I like, we, we established this with John in English. We had that whole discussion of, I like comedy movies. Space Jam yeah. is dumb, right? It's Michael Jordan with the Looney Tunes versus aliens yeah who play basketball and Danny mm-hmm. DeVito's in it yeah which as a film concept is fantastic saying that uh, also it blends animation and real life really well Bill Murray's in it yeah so yes he is he does for a, a brief moment but he's in it yeah <laughs> he's there and it's very good fun and it's very good comedy and I like the Looney Tunes I'm a Looney Tunes fan. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got VHSs of the Looney Tunes. I'm really showing my age. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch this on VHS when I was younger because it's just a fantastic film. So I'm going to give it a nine. A nine? A nine. I said nine really long because I was really tempted to say 9.5. But a I nine. nine. Oh, well, if you would have given it a 10, you know what that means. But... We would have had to review it. Yeah. Well, well, you're saying that because maybe a nine is good because we will yes. probably review it at some other point. It's a it's a really good film. I I've to be fair, I've not seen the new one. I've mm-hmm. heard the soundtrack of the new one, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially, from what I'm aware, the same soundtrack as the old one, but remixed by loads of like hip hop artists and stuff. And it's not yes. amazing. Um, but I love it. I love the, I love the new one so uh, the old uh, the old one so much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such a weird concept. I kind of wish we did it more. Like, mm-hmm. let's mix like I don't know, um, Anderson Silver, the UFC fighter, right? And and let's put him in with like I don't know, Animaniacs or something. 
Right. Like, I, wa- I want to see different sports get mixed up with animation. Okay. So that's, yeah. is, that your, is that your new scheme, is it? Yeah, here's Mike Tyson in, in, the, in the Nickelodeon universe. Right, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. It's just fun. It's just fun concepts, right? Just give us some fun. There's no point to the The whole point is we're playing basketball. That's the whole plot of the film. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you're not watching it for the story. You're watching mm-hmm. it and see Michael Jordan dunk on some aliens. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's getting a nine. Well, excellent. I like the sound it's of that. We'll give it a nine. We'll, we'll, we'll review it. Have you seen it? Um, the original Space Jam, of course I have. Okay, good. <laughs> so, of course I have. So, and with that said, uh, I think that draws draws to a close our, our first review of Ghost. Our, our review of Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four. Mm. And we may come at you with a new with a with another review of um, we may come at you with another review of the newest Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. True. But until then, uh, we'll 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 leave you for now, and we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week with another with another slating of content. We're, we're bringing out some fresh stuff, I think, this month of November. Yeah. It's nearly December, and we know what December is, Corey. Yes. It's, it's Christmas it's month. Christmas. Oh, that reminds me. One year, not one year ago today, Jesus. On this day, many moons ago, yep. the Star Wars Holiday Special was released. Oh, wow. Don't even. There <laughs> uh, we go back to it. I think we. I think perhaps we should do a retrospective review just to, just to see if I our thoughts have changed Facebook. at all. Right. I saw it on Facebook, 18th November, the day well, the Star Wars Holiday Special came out. Well, I'm getting out of here as fast as possible. So <laughs> it's... Uh, it will be a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye. Life.